Hi, and welcome to the Ask My Mom podcast, a podcast for young adults about all the things we didn't learn in school. Here to share her knowledge with our generation is my mom, Jen Exer, and accredited financial counselor, Jennifer. If you learned something on today's episode or simply enjoy the pod, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to it. To get in touch with us, you can submit your questions via email to askmymompod at gmail.com. You can also like and follow us on Facebook and Instagram at askmymompod. We greatly appreciate all your support. and welcome back to another episode of the Ask My Mom podcast. So tell me who got engaged over the holidays or over Valentine's Day. If you did, congratulations. And even if you didn't, you may want to still continue to listen to this episode as we discuss how and why to talk about finances before you get married. So even if you are already married, keep listening. I will be sharing information that may help you negotiate and discuss your finances with your spouse or partner and help you understand each other's point of view in areas where you may not agree or can't understand each other. Getting married is such a big step, even if you've been living together. PewResearch.org points out that there is a higher level of trust and satisfaction among married couples than couples who live together. Additionally, as a married couple, you will find some financial benefits that come along with being legally married. Things such as income tax benefits, social security benefits, increased buying power, maybe health insurance advantages, and that's just to name a few. I haven't decided if the study by Pew Research related to trust and satisfaction surprises me, and it's not really up to me to tell you what is best for you or if your marriage will bring a higher level of trust or satisfaction. What I do know, however, is that getting married creates a shift in your finances, even if you've been living together, because being married does intertwine your finances even if you decide not to combine any of your finances. So when you decide it's time for the wedding bells, there are some important financial conversations that should take place with your potential spouse. If you are already married and didn't have the initial conversation, it's never too late or too early to start the conversation and work together on building that foundation of financial security and overcoming those financial obstacles. What I really want to emphasize is that having financial conversations with your soon-to-be spouse or new spouse, if you've already gotten married is that having a conversation about your finances and your points of view on money is important at any income level. This is because you want to build a firm foundation of financial agreement and security even if you are not a high earner yet. Just because you're not a high earner now doesn't mean you won't be later and issues, opposing views, and disagreements on money can arise at any income level. Managing your finances is always important and you want to make sure you understand each other and work together on building that trusting and strong foundation. What I've seen is that most people get married and don't really discuss finances or financial beliefs before the wedding. I know my husband and I didn't. We just got married and shot from the hip for a long time. Looking back, I can tell you this was probably not the best strategy I believe if we had known a lot more about finances and about each other's views on finances, we would have started out on a better footing and we could have avoided some of the big struggles that we had over the years. And for some people, shooting from the hip works great, but for some, it just doesn't. Not discussing your finances and financial beliefs before or early on in your marriage can lead to debt arguments, dissatisfaction in the marriage, and sometimes even divorce. And and nobody's getting married to argue over money and get divorced over money. 
So let's stop some of those problems before they start. And I'm not saying that having a conversation about money early fixes all of the problems. It doesn't because life happens, but having the conversation can set you on a path to financial freedom together and will help you be better prepared to work together against what life throws at you as a couple. What I believe, and this is my opinion, is that marriage is a partnership and that both people should work together to build a solid financial foundation of mutual support, understanding, cooperation, and negotiation. You want to have an understanding even before the wedding so that you can easily work through any future problems. And like I've said on previous episodes, when you get married, you become part of a whole or part of a team. And although you may choose not to combine all or any of your finances, you're both still responsible for the family unit together. I put the link for the combining your finances episode in this episode description. So if you need help with that, you can just always go and listen or listen again to that episode. But remember, communication is key in every aspect of a happy and mutually supportive marriage or cohabitation. By having conversations about money before you get married or early on in your marriage, you're not only helping to resolve problems before they start, you are adding yet another layer of the foundation of your partnership. So how do you have a conversation about finances before you get married and what do you need to discuss? To help with this question, um, I've created a premarital money conversations quiz for you and your partner to take. The link to the quiz is in the episode description. And in the quiz, you go over your assets, your debt, your attitude towards money, the wedding, and where you see yourselves together down the road. When starting the conversation, you and your partner should determine how comfortable you are in sharing the financial aspects of your separate lives because you're not married yet. So you might still have some of that information private from your new partner or from the person you're going to marry. You might have it just maybe you don't discuss money. Maybe that's one of your beliefs. So you want to have a conversation with your partner to decide what is your comfort level when talking about money. And some people are like, they're putting it all out there and they're giving you all the information. But think about, do you feel comfortable sharing the total of all of your assets? By assets, I mean all of your bank balances, all of your investment accounts, your short, mid and long-term savings accounts, the value of your car, the value of your home if you own one, the, the value of your investment property if you own that. Are you and your partner willing to share all of that? If you aren't sure of either of those answers, make that a part of your conversation. How about your credit score? Do you know your credit score and your partner's credit score? And I don't mean your credit karma score because that's different, but your actual FICO score and your FICO score is what lenders use to determine your credit worthiness. So do you know yours and your partner's? I used to teach a class on credit and we would make jokes about asking the person you're dating for their credit score before you start getting serious. And although we were joking around, there is some seriousness behind this. Because when you get married, even though you may not be a joint owner or co-signer of the debt, their debt may still affect you. It may affect you when you choose to purchase a home together. Um, Lower credit scores mean higher interest rates. Additionally, even if your name is not on their debt, the higher interest rate may affect your monthly family budget because more money is going to pay down that debt because the interest rate is higher. And it's going to take longer to pay that off. So how much 
money is going to pay off this debt that may not be yours, but still affects your family budget. And are you comfortable sharing the total amount of debt you are responsible for? What about debt you may have co-signed for? Maybe um, you're not the one making the payments, but your name's on that dotted line too, and you are ultimately still responsible if the other party does not pay. This debt that you may have co-signed for may still or will still reflect on your credit report and will affect your credit score. I've encountered a lot of younger people who have co-signed for loans for their parents or a sibling, and sometimes it doesn't work out so well for the co-signer. So if the person the loan is actually for is late or misses a payment, your score is affected. So is this something you want shared with you or do you feel comfortable sharing with your future partner? Decide together what your comfort level is, but I for one believe in full disclosure. But that's just my opinion. But I, I really think going to the table with all, putting it all out there because maybe you don't feel so comfortable sharing, but don't you want to know what your partner has going on also because your separate finances will still affect each other. Part of the premarital money conversation should also include your opinion on how you and your partner feel your finances will be managed after you're married. Are you on the same page? On the quiz, you're going to answer some of the questions with your opinion, and then you're going to put what you think your partner will say on that question. Then you want to print them out and compare and talk about them together. This is a great conversation starter because maybe what you think your partner thinks isn't really what they think. And this is something that you need to have lined out that you need to know about each other. And what about high dollar items? Are you or your partner an impulse shopper and you put impulse purchases on credit cards? Or do you save for high dollar items before purchasing them? Do you know how your partner feels about these type of things? How do you feel about credit cards and carrying debt? How does your partner feel about credit cards and carrying debt? These are definitely conversations to have so that you can understand your partner better and they can understand you better and you can work together and compromise in areas where you may not be on the same page. And the key word is working together to build a strong and financial successful foundation. Another aspect of the premarital money conversation quiz is it kind of talks a little bit about what you learned growing up about money. What we saw and heard our parents or role models say and do in relation to their finances has a long-lasting effect on us and our views as adults on money. So think about if your parents managed their money well and talked about investing or perhaps they carried a lot of credit card debt and this caused a lot of stress in the home. We all have different experiences, both good and bad. So in the premarital money conversation quiz, I touch on this a little because it does shape who we are and how we view money. Not everyone has a great financial role model, and sometimes we have the opportunity to learn, and sometimes we have the opportunity to overcome. So recognizing how we choose to follow or overcome the good and bad is up to us, and discussing these things with your future spouse is important so that you can get on the same page and start to build that solid foundation. When spouses are not on the same page or are not anywhere close to being on the same page, it creates conflict. And marriage has enough other struggles. Why struggle over money? So I do invite you to take the quiz. Even if you are already married, you can go ahead and take the quiz. Some questions may not apply to you at this point, but it may get you thinking and talking, and it may help you know what you should start talking about. 
Um, in areas where you don't agree and where your opinion doesn't align with your partner, you're going to want to take the time to have a conversation about your answers. Get to know and understand where your partner's coming from and work together to get on that same page. Set up agreements about your finances. For example, and I'm going to use this example because my husband and I are both impulse shoppers. I've said this before. And just this weekend, we made an, a, a large impulse purchase. We were both so excited about it because we we're both impulse shoppers. And it's like the one place where we don't balance each other out is impulse shopping. But I can't say I regret it because I don't. But knowing that we are horrible impulse shoppers, we've agreed to budget for impulses for just the situation that happened this weekend. And we have also agree that when we're impulse shopping, if we're not together, we can't pull money out of the account we put money in for impulses unless we both agree on that impulse purchase. So if one or the other of us had said no to this purchase, it wouldn't have happened. But we're both so bad about impulse shopping, it happened. But we had the money in our impulse shopping account and we both agreed on it. Um, some couples will just set a dollar amount. And if one couple or one person in the couple wants to purchase something over the agreed amount, the other person must be consulted. So to get to these agreements, conversations had to happen, right? You know, we were impulse shopping separately and we were like, okay, this is not going to work. We have to come up with a plan to work together and negotiate how we're going to handle this. And we did. And a lot of couples do. So you have to find out where you may not align or sadly, if you're both impulse shoppers, you know how you're going to overcome that to not put yourself in debt. To get to those agreements, we have to know more about ourselves and our financial views and our financial goals. And we need to know our partners as well. And the conversation has to start somewhere and it's best to start at the beginning, right? So even if you're already married, that's okay because it's never too late. If you haven't had the opportunity or thought about having any of these conversations in the past, I invite you to take the quiz. But that's why I created the premarital money conversation quiz to help you start this conversation. So I invite you to take it, share the link with your partner. There's absolutely no cost associated with taking the quiz. It is yours to take as many times as you want. It is yours to share with whoever you want. You just click on the link, email a copy of the link to your partner, but it's really just a tool to help you start building a solid financial foundation. And it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable taking this quiz. I didn't make it easy, but that's kind of the point. You may not have thought about some of these things on the quiz, but it's things that I would want to know if I were getting married about the person I'm going to marry. It's not to say don't get married. It's to have the conversations to negotiate and work together on your finances so that maybe your finances won't be such a struggle throughout your marriage. Because like I said, marriage has enough struggles of its own and money can be such a difficult thing sometimes. And especially when we let it consume us and it starts to eat away at the foundation of our marriage. Let's, let's not let that happen. Right. I, I'm, I got married to stay married. Um, and I didn't want finances of all things to be the downfall. So take the quiz and work together. And although you're going to be working together on your finances, it's going to help teach you also to work together in general. It's going to help you learn a little bit more about each other. 
it's going to start to put those first blocks in place of that solid foundation that you're going to build as a partnership, as a team, um, as a family. Like I said, the link for the premarital money conversation quiz is in the episode description. You can also check out the episode on combining finances by clicking the link in the episode description as well. And I hope you found this information in this episode helpful. And I wish you all the happiness in the world on your upcoming nuptials. And remember, you are becoming a partnership. It isn't just about you anymore. When you're married, it's about both of you and making that marriage work together. So I appreciate you listening today. And if you have a specific question you would like answered on the Ask My Mom podcast, send us an email at askmymompod at gmail.com. And have a wonderful rest of your week. Bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Ask My Mom podcast. You can get in touch with us on Facebook at Ask My Mom Pod. You can email any questions to askmymompod at gmail.com. And of course, please remember to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you are listening to this. Thank you.